Hi, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. I'm Carlos, and I'm especially excited to get into Matthew chapter 24, where we can find something to feed on, something to supply us, and something to encourage us to go on. Chapter 24 and chapter 25 are one long speaking, a private speaking of Jesus to his disciples in response to a question they asked him related to the manifestation of the kingdom of the heavens. So these two chapters, they go together. They're one cohesive speaking. Before we get into the question that kicks off both of these chapters, we should note two things. First, how this chapter connects to the previous one. And secondly, where they have this private speaking. So at the beginning of chapter 24, Jesus is leaving the temple. He's leaving the religious system. And the disciples around him are valuing the grandeur of the whole, the whole temple precinct. It was really something spectacular in their perspective. But the Lord wasn't caught up in the outward view. In the verses immediately before chapter 24, at the end of chapter 23, his heart, his intense desire was to gather his people like a hen gathering her young. But they wouldn't, and the people were scattered. He was forced out of the religious situation. And secondly, from verse 3, we see that they come to a mountain. It's an elevated place to hear a word from the Lord, to receive something specific. We should note all the times that there is a mountain mentioned in the book of Matthew. These places particularly indicate that we must be in our spirit, in a spiritually elevated situation, to see divine things from a high view, a high perspective. It also says that they came to him privately. So we should come to the Lord in spirit, actively, privately, with sincerity, and away from religious deadness and hypocrisy. Okay, so the question they ask in verse 3 is, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the consummation of the age? Chapters 24 and 25 are the answer that Jesus gives. And just to help us grasp all this content, he answers it in three sections corresponding to three groups. So the first section is in relation to the Israelites, the Jews. That's from verse 1 to 31 of chapter 24. The second section is starting with verse 32 of chapter 24 to verse 30 of chapter 25, and that concerns the church. And the last part of chapter 25, starting with verse 31, concerns the nations, the people who are neither the Jews nor the church. And in his answer, he doesn't give a specific date of when these things will be, but he mentions observable things and experiential things that were beginning from the time that the disciples were hearing this. Why did he do it this way? Why didn't he just give them a time? I believe it's because he wanted us, he wanted them, to keep their eyes on the king, not on the outward things or on just spiritual experiences, but on him and the growth and the development of his kingdom within us. This is the secret to these two chapters. Keep your eyes on the king. Again, like we mentioned before, the kingdom is a realm of life where King Jesus can rule and reign freely in his divine life. And chapters 5 through 7, you might remember, we call the constitution of the kingdom, where it's where the kingdom is in reality lived out. In chapter 13, you have the kingdom's mysteries, including its appearance during the unseen development time. And these two chapters, 24 and 25, are talking about the kingdom's manifestation, 
or you could say the kingdom becoming visible to everyone. So when is that and what are the signs of that? Well, as you read the chapter and as you're getting closer to the manifestation of the kingdom, to some people, it will only look like chaos, destruction and suffering. But to those with an elevated view, those who have their eyes on the king, these are signs that the kingdom of God is about to become visible. Things such as wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, all these external global things, as well as increased suffering, especially for the Israelites and the believers, are part of it. But one of the major signs is that the gospel of the kingdom, which is the good news of Jesus' life kingdom and his absolute rule of life from our spirit by feeding and supplying us, or you could also say that the gospel of the kingdom is the gospel that multiplies the kingdom living in people as a testimony to all the nations. This is a great sign that the end will come. The book of Revelation also talks about this with the four horses in chapter 6. The white horse is the victorious gospel horse that's running with three horses following it related to war, famine, and death. Also in relation to the Israelites, the Lord's coming is described with observable or public things such as lightning and other outward signs. But again, our view should be toward the king and toward being ready for his return. Chapter 25 will deal much more with this aspect in detail. But as we approach the section concerning the church, which starts in verse 32 of chapter 24, we see a big emphasis on watching, being watchful, and being ready. So chapter 25 will tell us how to get ready and also how to watch. But the main point here is that we should be those who are watching faithfully for his return. So to help grasp this, we can look at how Paul, the apostle, taught the churches, taught the believers about this in what's considered to be his first letter, the book of 1 Thessalonians. There in chapter 5, he's sharing with them from these verses in Matthew 24, verses 42, 43, and 44, about the Lord's coming secretly like a thief. So if you read chapter 5 with those verses in view, it's really pretty neat how Paul encourages the believers using these verses. So he starts by saying in verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, For you are all sons of light and sons of the day, and going on, So then let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us watch and be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet, the hope of salvation. In other words, wear this, live this out. Live out our faith, love, and salvation, all of which really are just Christ himself in our experience. Again, pointing to the fact that our eyes are on the King. A few verses later, he exhorts and encourages all of them with practical handles on how to be watchful and sober. These verses are the ones that say, Always rejoice, unceasingly pray, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. But these famous verses are in the context of being watchful for the Lord's return. And lastly, in the same section, just a few verses later, you have the issue or the result of this, and that's that the God of peace himself the God of peace, the one who's counter to all the chaos of the world, sanctify you wholly, your entire being, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, without blame, that's being ready to match him. And the verse concludes, verse 23, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, this verse is in the context of the Lord's return, the coming of the kingdom. And the best part is verse 24, which says, Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. 
Okay, that's something from Matthew chapter 24. Come back again for Matthew chapter 25 and keep enjoying the Bible.